0: well hello everyone good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you may be welcome to freedom international live stream with me are hartmut schumacher from germany of go your own path podcast Chris Ryan of Mind Wars Podcast, and he is in London, and Roy of Awakening Podcast, and many other podcasts that Roy has, and he is currently in uh, Poland, and Steve from the Awakened Mind currently in Asia. And of course, for today, we have the one and only Brett Wilcox, and thank you so much for being with us today.
1: My pleasure, Grace. Thanks for the invitation.
0: <laughs> so Brett is from runningthecountry.com and he has a really unique story because sometime in um 2014 with his son David they went running really running the country and in in uh, the in the name of promoting a gmo free USA and the world so he authored two books the, the first book is Where Monsanto, Feeding the World, Lie After Lie, and that's in books one and two. And of course, the current one is Jabbed, How the Vaccine Industry, Medical Establishment, and Government Stick It to You and Your Family. So Brett, thank you again for all the work that you do. And I know that um, most recently, when the pandemic happened, Brett is one of those people who was fired from his hospital work. Correct, Brett? That's the yes, officer, right?
1: Yes, that is correct. That was the uh, that was the uh, the rationale or the reason given for firing. But I had been uh, tangling with with HR and the medical staff. Since 2014, uh, once we returned from running across the United States, uh, the hospital instituted the mandatory flu jab at that time, and, and I said, no, I'm not going to do it, and I filed a religious exemption, and they granted the religious exemption, and then a year or two later, they said, you're going to have to start wearing the mask of shame because you, you did not get uh, the vaccine, and I said, look, I'm not going to wear a mask to prevent other people from getting a, a disease that I don't have, and so I was going back and forth with HR over that. Uh, I had a lawyer send a lengthy document uh, showing that they were on uh, dangerous ground as, as far as civil rights go and that masks don't work and things like that. And that that held management at bay for another year or so. But then I published a blog in March of 2020 about the PSYOP of COVID-19 where I talked about what what the agenda might be behind what what was unrolling at the time and it was still very early in the the pandemic and and two weeks later i was hauled into a basement uh, office and uh, it took about 20 minutes to uh, say you're out of here i was fired and and uh, was escorted back to my office to get my stuff and and to leave and so they they used that blog as the excuse to uh, get rid of me but uh, they needed me gone for a long time you can't work in a in a hospital and write a book called Jabbed, how the uh, vaccine industry, medical establishment and government stick it to in your family. It just doesn't fit with the culture, especially the culture where I worked, where the doctors were, uh, pro-vaccine pro is an understatement. They would uh, call up uh, uh, the, the authorities and report parents who were not vaccinating their children. So it was an extremely hostile, environment to to anyone regarding vaccines. And so anyone in the community that that abstained from vaccination, they were an enemy to the the medical staff. So obviously, yeah. I did not fit in that culture and, and uh, they needed me gone. And, and it was a good thing because now they, they were one of the first hospitals in the United States to come out and say that they were going to mandate the uh, COVID vaccine and uh, the deadline to receive that vaccine was yesterday, and so there, there's a number of staff that had to choose either to get this this injection, which they did not want, but they they needed to do so in order to, to to feed their families, and 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 there was other people that walked away and didn't do that. So that's that's a problem now that's affecting millions of people around the world, where we're being forced to. Uh, we're being forced to live the lie, uh, and that's the the lie of 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 the pandemic. It's the it's the story. It's the narrative. It's the paradigm of COVID-19, which which we which is now engulfing the world. And if, more and more, if we are going to be able to successfully function in society, we have to live the lie. We have to go outside, and when we go outside, we have to put on the suffocator. We have to talk the right talk. We have to We have to pretend that everything is right. We have to pretend that the PCR test is real and that it does what they say it does. And, and we have to, you know, if we go to our work meetings, we have to say all the right stuff to fit in, or we get sidelined, we get fired, we get marginalized. And, and in the culture that we live in now we end up uh, being maligned and discriminated against and, and hated. So people are living, uh, Dual lives. Inform people are living dual lives because they know that this is a lie. And, and around us, we all see that 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 a great percentage of the population doesn't even realize that they're living in a psyop. They're living in in the matrix, so to speak. And we're we're being asked to to uh, they they have no idea that this is going on. They they really see. Uh, COVID as the problem, when the people behind this agenda know very well that COVID is the solution, and they're using COVID to advance their solution.
0: Oh, thanks, Brett. It seems like the COVID, the whole narrative, is really just being used for a lot more bigger and deeper stories and crazier stories. And I, right. I'd like to assume that um, because you did that f- uh, run against the Monsanto. And also knowing that your lifestyle is, is being a vegan. And I, will, I like to assume that you were, you are around prior to this pandemic, that you were around like-minded holistic people. So with what happened to you and with this book, are you still ha- getting support from those like-minded individuals
1: well, one, one uh, caveat here, I am no longer a vegan. I, I'm still uh, whole food plant-based primarily, but, but I'm no longer a pure vegan. But, but that said, yes, the, <clears throat> the, the more the more I speak out, the more my tribe and our tribe comes together. The fact that I'm here talking with people from around the world at this time is, is evidence of that. And so informed people are are finding each other, we are speaking to each other, we're communicating with each other in a way that never would have been possible prior to the internet. So even though uh, the powers that shouldn't be are doing their very best to shut down free and open communication, even criminalizing free and open communication, uh, we're getting together and, and we're talking as we're talking right now. So... So my community <clears throat> is larger than ever. That said, in, in the tiny town I live in, in Sitka, Alaska, of nine thousand people, I often feel like the town pariah because the the people that I used to associate with, my coworkers, uh, many of them uh, have no intentions of ever speaking to me again. Many didn't want to speak with me prior to my getting fired, but now. You know, I've crossed a line, and and it's a dangerous line in their eyes. I'm a dangerous person, and if they associate with me, they could, uh, they could be infected with with truth, or heresy, or whatever whatever word you want to use, and that could put them at risks of their jobs. So it's a lonely existence in a small town, and you all have experienced that I, uh, in your own lives when you're talking with people, and and you are treated as if you are a disease vector or a disease bomb. And and you're dangerous, whether whether it's psychologically dangerous or physically dangerous, because they somehow think that you're emitting uh, <clears throat> viruses and pathogens, and you're dangerous just by the fact that that you don't believe the the garbage. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a two two way thing here. Uh, uh, I have a great great supportive community, but but it's largely <clears throat> it's largely internet based. There 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 are certainly people locally who think and feel the way I do, but. But in this cont- in the in the current narrative, there's only one official, uh, there's only one official narrative that's allowed to exist, and that's what we see on TV, on, on the legacy media sites, that's what we see in the local newspaper, that's what we see advertising from from the medical establishment, that's the narrative that gets told, and so that's that's what's public, and so there's this underground group. <clears throat> and and we get together and we talk freely among each other and say, yeah, this is this is all nonsense.
0: Well, wonderful. At least you have a luckier um, than me. My experience, because uh, a number of my holistic friends have gone into the other narrative, accepting the narrative. So I was thinking, it's that expression, you know, that they they are not really you. Are, are are you in it, but not of it, or what happened to all the holistic thinking and right. hold the holistic perspective? So it's good that you are still, even if it's a small town. Sometimes those small towns you get better support, and those undergrounds called underground movements are are good as well. Um, Grace, I
1: think I think your uh, your background is a more broad holistic approach. To life, and I have been focused specifically on vaccines pretty much since uh, twenty sixteen when Jabbed came out. And so, when I'm when I'm reading, I'm reading about vaccine industry corruption. And when I'm posting on Facebook, I'm posting about vaccine industry corruption. So, so people know me quite exclusively as the guy that talks about uh, vaccine industry corruption. So my, my public persona has not changed at all in five or six years. And so I've, I've been that guy fighting that battle for a long, long time. So nothing has, has changed for me. It's just that it's gotten more more pertinent and more relevant as, uh, as this psyop has, has been un, unleashed on the world.
0: Thanks a lot. And more questions are coming, so I'll pass it on to Hartmut.
2: Uh, thank you, Brett, that you are here. And um, I really appreciate and um, have the opportunity to talk to you because um, you wrote the book, We Are Monsanto uh, Feeding the World Lie After Lie. And the interesting thing is, as you have two topics, Monsanto, GMO, and JAP, these are uh, very hot subjects concerning uh, the pharmaceutical industry or the chemical industry because this the roots of it goes long ago. And um so uh, you are one who has really the possibility to show the big picture. And um what I want to say is, for example, we had in Germany IG Faben, Bayer, yeah. BSF and Höchst, which was run by Fritz Temer, who was responsible for the sentence Aber work makes free over the concentration camp. And um, he went to jail for seven years and that's it. Well, uh, although because of crime against humanity and he became a leading person in the commission of the codex Alimentarius, who was in uh, who comes in in act was activated 1969 which ruled already in 1969 the the gmo which was the first situation and this gmo so the people can see that the gmo production was is the idea of GMO production is very old and the situation with the JEP as well. And um, and it's interesting that, for example, also concerning the vaccinations, normally at the beginning, you could see small companies were developing the vaccination as good as they could do. But now we can see all the big companies' names as well. So it was the whole time the big companies who run this thing and um, not the small companies at all. And uh what I want to say is, do you have a comment of, of the of the connection between Monsanto and the network behind it and the jab and the vac Jeff vaccination? Do you see there in the connection?
1: It's a fascinating connection. Uh yeah, many of the same people involved in, in the GMO industry are the same people involved in the vaccine industry. And the, the most fascinating connection here that I will draw is that uh this this vaccine this injection more so than any other is is the the process It is the the process of turning us into gmos into genetically modified organisms uh this is an artificial technology it's an it's a it's a synthesized uh spike protein that is created it doesn't exist in nature and and there are still lots of debates about whether this is going to permanently alter our own dna or not i I personally suspect that it is because we know that that a good share of what we are made up from is viruses, and and if you inject this stuff into us, it's going to get incorporated in in whatever process, whether it's whether it's a woman who's just early on in a pregnancy and sh- and the the fetus is developing or whatnot. So, so yeah, the the fascinating thing about about the connection for me is that when I ran across the United States with my 15-year-old son, David, we were passing out uh, little seed packets and it said, GMO Free USA. And we would give them out to to everyone and we'd talk about the concept of GMOs versus natural food, real food, organic food, and, and how these things were different. And as we were doing the six month, 3,000 mile run, we ran into probably less than 10 people, less than 10 people in six months who said, uh, I disagree with you, Brett. I think GMO agriculture is the way of the future. I think GMO agriculture is what's really going to feed the world. I really want to feed GMOs to my children. You know, we never never heard that. It was that, that absurd. No one really wanted to say, I want to feed GMOs to my children. So virtually unanimous support for our mission and for the idea that we should all be eating real, safe, organic, uh, non-toxic food. And now here we are five, six, seven years later. And the same people who who are very much opposed to eating GMO food are not even thinking about this, this injection and how it is in fact a form of, of genetic modification. And and it is intended to change us, to change the natural function right down to the, the genes and the DNA and the way we function. And they they they, they see it through the uh well, through the, let me, let me back up just a bit. The word vaccine in the English language, and you can tell me, Hartmut, whether this is the same in the German language, but the, the, the word vaccine in the English language is one of the most powerful words that exists. Uh, when you hear the word vaccine, critical thinking pretty much shuts down because we have been so effectively indoctrinated to even just hearing the word. We almost fall to our knees, and we almost uh, put up our hands and and thank God for this this uh, life saving godsend that has that has enabled us to live in this horrible, dangerous, infested disease infested world. And so, so when people hear that word vaccine, they are unable to think critically about what it really is. And I think it's marketing genius that they're now calling this injection a vaccine, because that that puts it under the, under the umbrella of the of the power of that word and and the legal protections that comes from using that that word. So the the very same people that clearly would would not want to put GMOs on their kids' plates are now the same people who are taking their their adolescent kids, their teenagers. To the doctor's office to receive these injections. Only then to find out that what they've done was to to inject GMOs into their kids that may may uh, not only affect their health and may kill them, but may affect their posterity, may may affect their genetics forever. So the uh, the line there, the distinction there, when they, when they put the GMOs under the vaccine umbrella and call it a vaccine, and then our thinking shuts down, it's ingenious. It's nefarious, but it's absolutely ingenious the way it's gotten a much broader range of acceptance than it would have had if they had called this an experimental gene therapy or gene biologic or whatever.
2: I hope uh, by this sentence we will not get banned. But um, when I was here in Germany in a small village, we have buses here, yeah. And one one door you get, you can enter, and on the, on the other door you will, you get vaccinated out of the bus, yeah. And this stands directly in the front of the of the major's building, directly in the city, and yeah. very small, very friendly, yeah. In a blue in a blue bus and in green, you know, very equal, yeah. And I thought, wonderful! We don't need any concentration camps anymore. We have them directly in the center.
1: Amazing, yes, and amazing that that we are all now speaking of concentration camps. We are all moving towards uh, the, uh, the the Nazi Germany sort of experience. Perhaps early on, we're certainly not uh, incinerating people, but we're moving in that direction. And the same sort of uh, nefarious uh, narrative that existed to allow that culture to thrive is now the global dominant culture that we're all being forced to live in and accept. And and even making that statement, I I believe it's illegal to make that statement in Germany. You cannot say what I just said in Germany. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So, uh, and of course it's it's, uh, greatly frowned upon here in the US when people make that sort of statement here in the US uh, they, the cancel culture goes nuts, and politically, it's politically suicide to make such a statement. And those who make such a statement end up apologizing because it's just not allowed. But the fact is, it, it's true, and and I'm not the one that that started this this heresy. I'm not the one saying this. It's it's people like Vera Sharav, who is herself a Holocaust survivor. It's Naomi Wolf, a very powerful Jewish woman, and several other Jewish people who say, Hey, this is happening. And it's exactly what was happening in Germany during World War II, and and the idea that that we've now we've now enshrined the horror of the Holocaust, and and the popular culture has declared that no atrocity can ever be as evil as the atrocity of the Holocaust, and even drawing that comparison, even showing the parallels, is taboo. We're not allowed to do that. We we must. We must always look to the Holocaust as the ultimate evil, and nothing else can be compared to that. And when we do that, we are, we are really dishonoring the victims of the Holocaust, because when the when, when Holocaust victims stand up and tell their stories, they always say, we're telling these stories so that this will not be repeated, never again. We don't want to do this ever again. They, they tell those stories so that we can learn from the Holocaust so that we don't go down the same road to to commit the same crimes. And if if we get to the point where we can't admit that it's possible to commit the same or similar crimes, then the value of the Holocaust, the learning that can come from it is lost. And that's really where we're at right now. We're not allowed to learn from the Holocaust anymore. And to suggest that what what we're doing right now is moving it in in that direction is is a crime in your country and, and heresy in much of the world, yes, and
2: um, and uh, it's um, there is a very beautiful, well, not beautiful, but very interesting uh, website which is called ProfitOverLife. dot org. And uh, on this website, the survivors of the concentration camp in Auschwitz, they um, examined the documents of the Nuremberg trial, and they couldn't find it in the internet. They had to go in the deep cellars. To find this, find the situation, and they found out that there was 13 trials, and that the politicians and the military uh, they were they were killed, but the the top manager of IG Farben they went to prison for seven years, and after that they run Germany again. And um, I'm telling this because um, they also found out in the documents that the human beings in the concentration camps were used. As human being materials for medical treatment experiments yes in order to find to find um, a good patent and um, it's uh, and it's yeah it's weird no one if you if someone starts to talk about this then everyone blocks directly no one is interested anymore to listen to this right it's uh, it's it's nearly insane and and especially also what you said concerning the GM with the concerning the modification if you have a natural potato you can buy it but you, now you now you, you now you can buy the potato Susan or the potato uh, Betty yeah in the in the uh, in the supermarket and these are GMO modified potatoes so there is a patent on it yes by my by the modification because they change the natural way in a in a, in an artificial way by by changing only one piece of the of the genetics and the same the question is if they change the genetics in us are we patent by whom are we patent or is there a patent? Terrifying so, yeah this is um and and how and how did you see or concerning the concern the vaccination and the and the vaccination industry um how, how do you see the ties between the vaccine, between the chemical industry or the pharmaceutical industry uh, between among the countries do they work together and and do you see how do you know how they work together
1: i i don't I certainly don't know exactly. I, I would guess that many of you know far more about that than I do. I, I consider myself really to be a newbie to this this field. I really uh, be, just became awake and aware through through I, I, we vaccinated our own kids, and I saw problems. And, uh, and I you know I regret that to this day, and I think part of the reason I'm so motivated to do what I'm doing now is because now I have grandkids. And, and I want to do the best to uh, aggravate and irritate my own children to help them see that, that they need to do better than we did with our own kids. And so I feel a strong, strong moral obligation to help my own kids and to help the human family. I feel a connection with, with the rest of the human family. So who's on who's on top and how do these things exactly play together? I, I would... Uh, love to have others on on this panel talk about that because i'm not an expert in those things but i but i do know that that uh, that the powers that be the people that are running the world whoever they they may be the the predator class is the phrase i like to use to refer to them uh they are they are all about committing the very worst crimes that they can commit to to get the very most gain that they can get out of all of this um I, un- I understand and and
2: uh, concerning your family, this is for me also very interesting because I made the experience. You can talk, but you, it's very difficult to reach the people. So um, it's so funny. The people think that we are in a that we are part of a religious group, but they are that uh, but they are addicted. Yeah, yeah? and uh, yes. how is your experience? How do you work? You have such a knowledge, and how do you work with, with, the, with you in your environment? Because it's not the knowledge; the knowledge is there, but the people, the mind of the people, is blocked.
1: Well, how do you do? How do you work with this? I, you know, I, I come from a counseling background. I'm a professional counselor, and and uh, I often refer to the Serenity Prayer in in working with my clients god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference uh so at the end of the day i i have to accept that there are things and there are people that i cannot change and nor nor did god intend me to be able to to change the world or save the world i i operate within my sphere of influence and and we all do what, what we do according to our, our own, uh, our own stewardship, our own calling, our own mission, however we feel led or directed. And, And some people will, will do what they do by, by writing songs or poetry. Some people will be politically active. Some people will blog as I do and write books as I do. And, and at the, you know, People sometimes I, I I hear a pessimistic view, like like we can't it's the the people that have that are awake, there that's all there is, no one else is going to wake up, and I don't see it that way. I think really, the reason I'm here now is because I saw injuries in my children. and really, that's that's a lot of of that's how many of us come into this. we We really, I am just like everybody else, when I hear stories of vaccine injury. I think I think oh that's too bad but it doesn't really hit me because it's not my kid. But when it is my kid everything changes. Everything comes to a standstill. And so when you get that and you get that 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 punch in the gut then 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 you wake up. And so as as this covid injection thing rolls out and we see see more and more injuries and more and more deaths, we are seeing more and more people get it. You can only remain asleep for so long. You can't sleep through traumatic pain and loss. And when people are, we, we see it every day. More and more people say, I'm pro-vaccine, but this happened to my kid, this happened to my husband, this happened to my mother. So the, these people are saying, yeah, they're still pro-vaccine, but they're realizing that there are problems there that they never had a need to look at before. So we do what we can do within our own sphere of influence. We do it the best way we can. Hopefully, we do it in a way that invites openness from others, that invites other people to to feel safe in in learning. Uh, we, we We don't do it in a way that shuts down discussion or that alienates people. And I know we do that in different ways. I know we have different voices. We have different, we use different word choices. I know some people criticize me because they don't like my choice of words sometime. And I have to say, you know, that's, I, I, as long as I'm okay with how I'm sharing the message, that's all I can do. I, I am not Sherry Tenpenny, I'm, I'm not uh, Andrew Wakefield, I'm not anybody else, I'm just me. And I'm just doing the best I can within my own sphere of influence.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much Fred, And uh passed pass it to Steve. What a pleasure.
3: Thank you. Wow. That was a great conversation, um, Brad. It's an honor to be speaking with you. You have amazing courage in my eyes. Uh, and, you know, when you were, when you were let go, you, you, you said, uh, free at last. Free at last. I read a blog. And um, you know, so in a lot of ways, it liberated you from this very system that is, uh, you know, imprisoning everybody. And uh, I'm glad that that felt good. Um, in line of what you guys were talking about, how a pro vaxxer can actually say, "Well, I'm pro-vax," but I think there are issues. Um, I wanted to sort of ask a, a general question: If in your research, uh, some of us in our group are under the impression that you know these poison darts. Don't do anything. Have never done anything. It's been, it's they they don't serve any purpose from from the time they were ever, you know, started till now. And I don't know. Do you, is there any sense or are they needed in any sense or is there one one is there one inoculation that's needed or not?
1: Uh, I I do believe that there is evidence that that there is some disease reduction from from the use of some vaccines. Uh, whether, whether that justifies the use of that vaccine is another matter. Personally, I don't think there is. I, I think the, the costs of, the, of all vaccines exceeds any benefits from those vaccines. And the fraud that we see right now with the COVID injection, it's not a new phenomenon. It's just that the, the scale is, has been ramped up. It's, uh, it's global, it's, it's mandatory. We see it, uh, you know, this was a mandatory thing that was instituted around the country with, with all of these, these uh, uh, global leaders spewing exactly the same talking points. Uh, we, can, we can hear it when we do the Mockingbird Media lineup and we see them say exactly the same thing. It's time for a great reset and all of these things that just blow our minds because we know they're reading scripts. But this is not a new phenomenon. Uh, the the smallpox vaccine also had uh, it had the same uh, same things going on. It was it was uh, brought out by the medical class. The medical class refused to acknowledge the problems with it. They they changed the numbers. They 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 fabricated the numbers. They refused to to call any smallpox infection after a smallpox vaccination. They refused to call it smallpox. They called it something else. Polio had the same thing going on where after the vaccine came out, we we, divide, we uh, divided what we used to call polio into eight or 10 different illnesses. And we changed what it, the classification for what it took to, to get a polio diagnosis before you had to have some sort of symptom for a short period of time. And after the vaccine, you had to have the symptom paralysis for like two months before you could even get the diagnosis. So, So just by changing those things, uh, it, it looked like the polio vaccine was this miraculous savior that saved us from polio. And those are just a couple of examples to show that, uh, vaccines and fraud are, are not, are not, uh, new bedmates. They've been together since the beginning. Uh, it's just the, the scale of it now is, is much, much greater. So I, I personally believe that, uh, the vaccines and the vaccine industry and and more than ever, the people pushing vaccines are evil people. They are nefarious people. I re I refer to them as, as vaccine sociopaths in, uh, in my book jabbed in the worst sense of the word, because, because they know the truth and, uh, and they're, and in spite of knowing that, or because of knowing that perhaps they're, they're continuing forward with the narrative because it, uh, it furthers their agenda.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is something that is centuries old, millennia old. This is not a plan that um, is new, is organic, is uh, spur of the moment. Uh, there, these these psychopaths operate on forces that are uh, in a, in demonically spiritual. They're they're not of this world. Um, and I mean, I. The group knows i've been listening to uh, Rudolf steiner who was a guy um, who spoke in the early 1900s who was a part of the theosophical society and that society is all about not sharing knowledge of the universe of ourselves of how to heal with the general masses and he broke off because he thought it was wrong and he started the Anthroposophist society and he started lecturing and if you listen to his lectures from 1910 1914 you know he's talking about how people are deliberately being dumbed down and, and, uh, you know, inoculated to think that they're getting inoculated in the ability to think. And that was in
1: 1910.
3: Mm, and it's um, yeah, it's really fascinating. So it <laughs> dawned on me, um, oh, Monsanto, when I hear that word, I literally, I just get sick. I just get, I just want to almost vomit. So I think, a, I think a, people don't even understand that, you know, a, a potato, that is grown uh, with, this is how I understand it, with uh, a seed that is genetically modified. Uh, not only apparently it has polysorbate in it, which is another thing that causes disease apparently, um, but it, you know, once the plant is grown, there's no potato seeds, right? There's no seeds from GMOs, is that correct?
1: No, there there are seeds and and they do reproduce. It depends on okay. on the technology of the GMO. Some some GMOs are are specifically designed to be sterile, so that they don't reproduce. But but many GMOs do reproduce. And and if but if you save those seeds, you are violating the the terms of the the contract with the the company that you bought them from. And and yeah. if and we all know that if. Pollen from your GMO field grow uh, <clears throat> infects or contaminates the neighbor farmer. It's not it's not the one who is who is contaminating that gets fined. It's the it's the farmer that now has been contaminated, who gets fined because because uh, he has stolen this GMO patented technology. So yeah, reproduction is still happening, although they do have the ability to create crops that are absolutely sterile.
3: Understood. And in India, I don't know the details exactly, but I know there was a high suicide rate for farmers that, um, there was something to do with Monsanto seeds and stuff like that. So, I mean, this yes. goes, you know, this goes far and wide. Um,
1: yeah, the, the, uh, the crops were, were promised to be, be uh, have greater yield. And in fact, the yield went down and they were bought, they now had this technology Their Their land had now been poisoned and, and, uh, didn't grow as well. And so they were locked into this 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 chemical treadmill that they couldn't get out of. And uh, so suicide, uh, it's my understanding that suicide relieved the family, uh, freed the family of, of the debt that they owed to the chemical companies.
3: Yeah, it's just crazy stuff, man. So I guess jumping back, we, we discuss this stuff a lot and in your research and writing the book, jabbed, uh, it was before this. So, um, I guess in your, if you had a quick synopsis of what's going on now, there's a lot of talk about shedding. Uh, there's a government study by the UK. They didn't do the study, but they had someone do the study, and they said if there's a resurgence in cases, the people, the the deaths in the resurgence upcoming. This is a prediction. The most deaths will come from people that have uh, been vaccinated mm-hmm. and and especially two shots so they're saying if there's a if the if there's a spread of i guess something uh cuz I don't really like to acknowledge this thing uh that the again the deaths from this in the future will be the people who have been vaccinated will be the will be the highest source of uh fatalities do you, I mean do you do you uh, do you, I mean do do you agree with that based on what you know do you is that something we're gonna? Is it, Are we gonna see some catastrophic uh, depopulation, or you, you're not sure?
1: Uh, my, I, I go with this premise. What? What is it in in any vaccine? What ingredient in any vaccine makes you healthier? What is it? Name it.
3: There isn't one.
1: There isn't one. And and if you really look at the ingredients. And you'll see that many of them are classified as poisons. And then you bring all of these poisons together in one vaccine, and then you you give a kid five or eight of those at one time, and then you give them more every couple of months, in what sane world would you say that this makes that kid healthier? It doesn't.
3: You never would, yeah.
1: So, so when you realize that what we're injecting, we, again, we use the word vaccine, which, which shuts down all critical thinking. When you, when you take, take away that word and you say, we're talking about poisons, we're talking about putting poisons in a syringe and inject, injecting them into people. So the, the same principle applies for this latest these latest injections, where people are getting one and two, and in a few months, it's going to be a third, and then it's going to be a fourth, which ingredient in there makes you healthier and we know that there isn't anything in there that makes you healthier so if they're not making you healthier what are they making you they're making you less healthy so if anything's going to happen it's going to people who it's going to happen to people who are less healthy so it only makes sense it would it would have to be a bizarre alternate universe where you would say this group of people who are less healthy are going to fare better and when anything comes along, of course, they're not going to fare better. They are going to fare worse than people who are more healthy.
3: Yeah, that's a great way to put it, actually. That's just common sense, but there's no yes. common sense right now, right? Because any,
1: any six-year-old knows that when you inject poisons into your body, well, they know that you should not inject poisons into your body. You ask any six-year-old, should you eat poisons? Should you inject poisons? They will all say, no, that's stupid that's dangerous. But we as adults have been, have been so indoctrinated and brainwashed that we can no longer see what every six-year-old knows intuitively.
3: Yeah. Well, they've also systematically, masterfully dumbed down and divided the population in, from everything from gender confusion to the left and the right. Yes. And now, you know, the, the, the Vs and the non-Vs, so it's all systematic. It's all yes. it's all deliberate and engineered. Yes. And I mean, you know, before I pass it on to Roy, uh, I mean, yesterday I sent a video to a friend of mine who has had the uh, the, the the poison dart. Um, and it was a video of a 13-year-old who's in a wheelchair and uh, on a tube for being fed. And she was totally healthy and had the injection. And this is a result and he was laughing, he goes, what's that thing in her nose? I go, I think you're missing the point. I go, he goes, they're cherry picking. He goes, you're cherry picking. Like I'm right. trying to prove, like, so you're saying it didn't happen. And the com- conversation ensued and went on and he, he just won't, he wouldn't look at it. He just and the, wouldn't. The, the,
1: inter- the interesting thing is that his, his reaction is the new abnormal. It, it's, it's always been the reaction uh, for vaccine injuries. Uh, even before this this thing came out when you went to the doctor and said my kid got this vaccine and it had this reaction the ki- the doctor's response was it couldn't be the vaccine because yeah. in the in the the cult of vaccinology it can't be the vax the vaccine because vaccines are finish the statement let 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 your subconscious mind finish that statement and it will always say vaccines are safe and effective we've all got that tape running through our minds and doctors have to have that tape running on overload because That's if right. they admitted that they were injecting poisons into babies, injuring and killing them, they couldn't live with themselves. So they have to reinforce that tape. That's Your friend's reaction is normal. I think I saw the same video you're referring to. I think she said that that she really wants she wants uh, she wants the medical professionals, the scientists, to acknowledge that this happened and to study her child because they can learn through this, but they don't want to study that kid mm. that they, those people need to be ghosted. They cannot exist because if they exist, that the, the narrative, the paradigm comes crumbling down. Mm. You know, we, we uh, prior to COVID, when things were a little less insane, not that, not that the vaccine paradigm was ever sane, it was always abnormal, but it's more abnormal now. But anyway, prior to this, People who germaphobes, you know, diagnosed OCD germaphobes, we felt bad for them. But we allowed them to live in their own space and to wash their doorknobs and to socially distance from the rest of the world. But we did not allow their infection to spread to humanity. But now in the current paradigm, their disease is not the rare, the rare anomaly, it's it's a mandate. We are all expected to be OCD germophobes. We are all expected to wash the doorknobs. We are all expected to be afraid of humanity. We are all expected to believe that everything is dangerous. I was in a meeting a year ago where I listened to this superintendent of the local school district say that he had talked to the authorities, and he basic, they basically concluded that the kids going back to school, the problem was their breath. Breathing was the problem. And so they've come out and said, children, breathing is the problem. And I, I just couldn't believe it then. And so we, we, we're we now all expected to believe that breathing is the problem and we need to do whatever we can to prevent people from breathing. How psychopathic is that? Mm-hmm. So, so now we are expected to be germaphobes. And if we don't, we're the ones that are labeled as uh, mentally ill when in fact, it's a global uh, forced psychosis that we're we're expected to manifest and believe in, and and play along with, living the, yeah. the COVID lie.
3: Yeah, it's very hard to swallow when you can see it, you know, right in front of you. And the, I'm going to, you know, steal your word suffocator because that's that's you know just the, an amazing word for the muzzle. And um, yes, I just wanted to quickly before I pass to Roy, I say you know just like you said, the V word. Yeah, you know, um, injections are, and everyone is, you know, programmed because they've been indoctrinated with NLP. You know, just like a doctor will say, "Well, vitamin C is just a vitamin, right?" Even though it's, it could, yeah. it could end the pharmaceutical industry overnight. Yes. Uh, you know, and you know, get cancer, take chemo. It's the same thing. It's the yes. same thing. And it shuts down thinking, right? Yes. And it's it's just so hard to see when you're. I mean, I'm literally still frustrated from that, that, that ensuing uh, you know, dialogue I had yesterday. But at any rate, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much for uh, everything you've done and your courage. And I'll pass you to Roy. Thank you, Steve.
4: Thanks, Steve. Hi, Bert. Um, I know that you're not a meat eater, but I know that a lot of the people around the world are. And I don't think there are with the GMO because I've seen that it causes uh, you know, cancers and tumors in rats and I think salmon as well. And the problem is, I'm fairly sure, even if they're saying it's banned in certain countries, I'm fairly sure the food of all the animals is GMO, which in turn then is being fed back into us. And the other thing is, there's way more vaccines going into the animals, the chickens and everything, than any human and the same thing that's going into us. I don't think people actually realize that.
1: Correct. Correct. Most people don't draw that connection. Most people don't don't follow it along that that deeply. Yes, you're you're absolutely correct.
4: And uh, like you basically, you know, you lost your job. And I know talking to a load of people around around the world, they're kind of, you know, you have to take the jab or do it. Do you have a case on that? Because like some people, they're not in a financial situation to walk away unless one of their other partners is working or they have a bit of savings. Like obviously you've spoke to your lawyer. Do you have a case against them? Because we know this is complete fraud, that if somebody is actually going to stand their ground further down the line, will they have the ability of actually suing their employer for pushing this on them?
1: Absolutely, yes. And and the the fact is that millions of people just in the United States alone are are now in this situation. I'm sure around the world facing the same situation. Uh, the question is are these cases being argued correctly uh, is the is the judicial system uh, just or are the are the the courts bought are the, are the judges ignorant or are they are they aligned with evil forces so there, there's very complex questions here but but obviously going back to international treaties going back to Nuremberg and, and other other uh, uh treaties and codes and laws, it's against the law to force people to participate, to coerce people to participate in medical experiments. It's just plain illegal. So, yeah, there is a case. Uh the question is: are we able to see that simple truth in the age of, of the COVID narrative, the COVID paradigm? And, and for many people, many people can't see that simple truth. They actually believe that it's it's not only okay to force people to get this thing but they should get this thing and they should be punished if they don't get it many many people believe that now because of the narrative so so yeah yeah
4: and like you mentioned the courts i know all the courts are corrupt i've seen it in ireland england the states and poland and that's why we're both flying the common law flag because we we believe that's the way we're actually going to beat them because and mm-hmm. unfortunately the politicians dictate who's going to be the top judges they're all told what to say and exactly. you know we have to get out of that yes. system to start beating them
1: i do believe that uh, that it won't be too much longer i may be ignorant i may be naive but i think it won't be too much longer before the vaccines are are halted uh you can only commit so much carnage before enough people, rise up and say, if if these things aren't removed from the market, we're going to remove you from your office. You know, in the United States, it took about 53 deaths to stop the swine flu H1N1 vaccine back in the 70s, 53. And we're now up to, uh, according to VAERS, over 6,000 deaths in the United States. And, and other people estimate that figure to be about 25 or 26,000 deaths right now. So, the only reason it hasn't been shut down already is because the people that we think who are, are running, uh, running our countries, the people we think are in charge are really not the people who are in charge. If they were in charge, they would have shut this down already. But, but as I mentioned, this is a global thing that's being foisted upon all of the leaders of the world. And they know that that if they don't toe the line, there's going to be dire consequences for them. But eventually the the carnage is going to be great enough that that it's going to be stopped, and then those in charge of, of this agenda will have to come up with with other plans to continue, to to roll out uh, the absolutely not great reset to to uh, continue with the wealth transfer, and and uh, the stealing of resources and all the things that this is really all about. So it's a matter of time. Uh, you know, tyranny always fails. Always, uh, eventually, uh, enough people get tired of it. And they say, no, we're not going to do this. And one way or another, violently or not, people rise up and they say, no, we're stopping this. And, and they, they go from being on the defensive, they go from being compliant, they go to being on the offensive. And they, they say, we're, we're going to grab you, we're going to charge you, we're going to prosecute you. And we're going to hang you in the gallows if, if it comes to that.
4: Yeah, there's something in connection with uh, both of the things that you're doing, the Monsanto and the poison dart. Is that uh, Bill Gates? He's I think it was like half a million shares he had in Monsanto, and we all know how much he's invested in every single institute regarding the vaccine.
1: Bill Gates is is owns virtually everything. It's just mind blowing to see how how much ownership he's got. You've seen the the stat saying that he's now the largest. Owner of of farms in the United States, so yeah, there's no limit to the to the power of that one man, and uh, it's mind blowing, just mind blowing to to imagine. Uh, I, I just I'm fascinated with human psychology, and just to think about what is it like to be him? What is it like to be uh, both both seen as the savior of mankind and and correctly acknowledged as a as a pure devil when he can sit. With a camera on him and saying, "We're going to to inject these GMOs right into these children, right into their veins," and he's smiling at his wife as he says that. And it's wow, wow! How, how can this how can this man even be free? How can he even be walking right now when he's he's so blatantly evil? And yet, it's the world we live in.
4: No, exactly. And like when you see when he was in the competition authority uh, with Microsoft. The, when he was under, I, I don't know, was this in the Senate and he's rocking back and forth. Yes. Like you can see, he is a liar and he is evil. And yet, now he's the savior because he had to change. he done a Rockefeller kind of thing, you know, changed yes. the persona, how he looked, at, and, and people are falling for it. And the yes. amount of people that are following him and that are actually backing him up is shocking to me, to be honest with you. Indeed. Have you, before I pass it to Chris, like you, 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 you kind of went deep down the rabbit hole with the GMO. Have you seen anybody winning against them? You know, like taking cases against them, or because I've heard of like there's there was a huge amount of people that had committed suicide in India. I had read about that. Yes. You know, like there's a lot. It's still going on. There's a lot of you know terrible things happening. But have you seen anybody's actually ha- have beaten them?
1: There. Uh... Uh, Roundup is now uh, being being banned in in some countries and and in some uh, some chains, uh, uh, hardware store chains or whatever. They're they're now coming about out and saying no, we're not going to do this. So there's I, I'm not up on it as intimately as I as I was when I was following GMOs. It's all been about vaccines for several years for me. But yes, there are there are wins here and there. Uh, overall, I don't think. We've we've turned the corner yet. We we're still obviously uh, spraying Roundup all over the United States and much of the rest of the world. And uh, Brazil is is uh, being doused with Roundup. It's interesting to note that, that the United States and Brazil are two of the high two two countries that use Roundup higher than any other countries. And those are also two countries that have been affected the worst. The the uh, have the worst out, outcomes from COVID. And so again, it makes sense that if you've already uh, messed up your uh, gut microbiome from uh, dousing it with an antibiotic like like glyphosate, and then you get another infection from COVID or whatever else it might be, there will be worse outcomes. So yeah, it just makes sense.
4: Yeah, and I think with the soya, because I think a lot of that is coming from Brazil as well. The yes. soya, because a lot of the vegans, vegetarians, they're taking the soya. They don't realize how toxic that is as well. And that's why it's so cheap you know, they're intentionally poisoning people with that. Right. So thank you very much, Brad, I'll pass you on to Chris. Thank you, Roy.
5: Cheers, Roy. Yeah, just speaking about cases, I believe there was one case, I know, back in 2003, I think it was in Alabama, I think it was through the PCB settlement, I think it was, I think that was another case of around the region of $700 million um, at the time, the best part of, yeah, 2003, I think it was, but Besides from the cases, I know we're talking about the jab and all that as well. I know in the last, you know, day or so, it's all the big hype in Ireland at the minute Um, with the they were supposed to get released out of cages in July the 5th. And now they're, of course, like, you know, they move the goalposts just like Boris does here in, in England. Every time they dangle the carrot and it gets closer, they come up with more fake cases and obviously the, they push out the boundaries a bit more. But what they're doing in Ireland, of course, is going to step further than, than a lot of other places. Ireland seems to be this big testing ground and a pushover um through all this fake pandemic, um, you know, and the tyranny and stuff that we suffered for hundreds of years, finally get your freedom pretty much, and uh then you hand it back to them on a silver platter. But they're deciding over there now that um that when the pubs or the restaurants do open, it's supposed to be pushed back, I believe, till around the end of July in a couple of weeks' time, that they're saying that the people who have only the people who are jabbed can now enter. So people have been waiting months and months and months so they can actually say, okay, well, look, I'll give up flying. I don't want to get a jab, so I won't fly, so I won't do this or want to that. But at least I'll be able to go around my own country, go into the local pub, go into the local restaurants, support them for the amount of times they've been closed and the money they lost and so on, and back at the community again. And now, of course, they've just dropped the bomb, and I'm saying that um, pretty much, yeah, if you haven't been jabbed, um, sorry, but uh, medical apartheid is here, and nothing pretty much you can do in it. I think Ireland has also been the longest, definitely in Europe, if not the world, for lockdown as well so you know it's tyranny 2.0 they've been going through there at at the minute compared to some other countries think they're bad but i want to touch a small bit on the monsanto um, itself because i talked to a lot of people who are awake a lot of people are on the fence you know the different kind of categories of people and even some people i talked to are that are relatively awake they know the word gmo and they might know the acronym for what stands for but after that they're they're clueless as to what it is because i know we're nearly going now but we haven't bought it back to for viewers that are listening to this who have heard of the gmo but kind of just brush it off and go oh yeah i heard something about it and it's bad and i heard i think bill gates connected and literally that's the one or two sentence they connected to they don't know much after that so how how could you describe it to a person um gmo itself what is it actually doing we know obviously it's killing like butterflies wildlife the crops and, and rightly what uh I believe was Roy was saying it as well, that, you know, the, the livestock, the cows and so on, different countries, they're getting all this uh, GMO, all, all the grain, all the, all the the food and the fodder they're getting as well is from all this. So obviously what they're digesting, then taking in and then it's been sold to to the humans. So they're getting absolutely zero uh, nutrients out of the whole uh, system itself. How would you actually describe or how can you describe the process over time? From people who are who are eating a relatively a large amount, maybe through their own ignorance as well, of GMO, what what's actually happening over a period of time in in the body?
1: Uh, that that's kind of a medical scientific sort of question, and mm. and I am not uh, don't have a medical background, don't have a scientific background, but I but I think I do have a pretty good connection with common sense. Mm. And and for me, when I hear the the bumper sticker slogans about uh, GMOs will will save the world or or GMO golden rice will will prevent blindness or whatever it is, uh, I always go back to the idea that that anytime we tinker with with the staff of life, the stuff of life, anytime we tinker with DNA, we, we, we can't change one thing. When you change a gene, you're not changing just a gene you're changing everything because everything is connected everything is related so so with gmos they say we're going to do we're going to do this and it's going to do that it's going to give us this desirable outcome and so i try to help people see that that the the the, the stuff of life whether you believe it came from from evolution and nature or whether you believe it came from not god it, 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 it is something that resulted from uh, billions of years or from extreme omnipotent intelligence, omniscience, okay? And, and so when, when some small thing has changed, you have to say, well, how does it affect this organ? How does, how does it affect this system? How does it affect this body? How does it affect reproduction? How does it affect the ecology, the environment? And there is no, no small things, change, you, we just can't do it. These scientists are school children tinkering with, with nuclear bombs, so to speak. In fact, some scientists have said that GMO technology is far more dangerous than, than nuclear technology in its potential to destroy life on Earth. And people need to get that. They need to grasp that when you're messing with DNA, you're, that you're messing with things that these scientists have no control over. I mean, it's a it's a shotgun approach where they they blast something into something else and they'll they'll get 100 responses and they'll they'll say, oh, that one's that fish has two heads. That one's got cancer. That's got tumors. That's. But here's something that looks like it might work. And so that's that's how scientific and controlled this sort of technology is. And it's just it's just it's absurd when you realize that 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 we don't, we don't know what we're doing, and yet we're doing it uh, with all the, the hubris of these scientists that, that, that you know, the, the COVID technology, the COVID vaccine, it's, it's absurd that this thing could be rolled out the way it was. And people are saying, oh, yeah, it's safe. Oh, yeah, I believe Tony Fauci or I believe whoever. And they, they don't think at it at any level at all. Uh, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is people like you and I who get together and have these discussions, we're, we're pretty rare. Uh, most people don't live in this world. Most people don't don't want to live in this world, and I and I don't say that to be judgmental. We're just wired differently. Some people are wired to to uh, do their jobs, go home, turn on the TV, and grab a beer, and that's the way they're wired. That's as that's as far as it goes. And uh, you know we can be glad that we're not wired that way because we like delving into this stuff. But most people most people don't think of it that way so again we can just do what we can do within our own sphere of influence and and i like to help people see that that systems are complex that that we're all related to each other right down to the right down to the dna one one dna gene is connected to everything else and and we can't do one thing without affecting everything
5: yeah, I agree in, in what you're saying and um, would second that thought or that notion of um, we're wired in a different way because it's never been more, as more obvious in the last, you know, 15 to 18 months or so. So that's that's quite obvious for people out there to actually see in itself and, and also frustrating at the same time, because we're kind of going, well, if I can see it, how come you can't see it standing beside me? All the hard evidence be, beside me, no agenda stuff, not going down the rabbit hole too far, even giving government documents, CDC stuff, all that kind of stuff still kind of sent like what, like what Steve referenced earlier. Oh, you know, you're just cherry picking stuff. That's, that's yeah. what they kind of keep coming back to or laughing at it. But, you know, and it's you, this, can't,
1: you can't say these people are not intelligent because many no. of them are, many of them are highly educated, mm. but they're not wired to think in this way. If, if the government says it's safe, then it's safe. And if you get a vaccine and you, you didn't have a reaction to it, then, then it must be okay. Yeah. It, o- it only, you know, most people really don't wake up until the pain of their choices exceeds the pleasure of their choices. That's, a, that's an unfortunate reality for human beings. When the pain exceeds the pleasure, that becomes the tipping point at which we change yeah. our behavior. And until that pain gets personal and real, then we, we go along our ways and we kind of ignore that someone else might have had a different outcome with themselves or with their children.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's frustrating. People are always asking what the waking up part is. I just, it's unfortunately, it's just not time for certain people to, to wake up, be that a different wiring connection. or So it could be 1024 by time to wake up. Um, and I mean, you think if, if any time to wake up, it will be now. I mean, there's one girl I know back in Ireland and it took, i'm friends with her for yeah over 15 years and i've been banging on the door about this all sorts of stuff. not the COVID stuff obviously but stuff and the connection and different things like bloodline families and that illuminati the new world Order, all this kind of stuff for a, quite a long long time and i've been telling her all this stuff that's going on and she goes no 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 every time and it took her until uh about two months into this fake pandemic last year when she had two months off work sitting on the chair time to think about things and I just, I just didn't push it, just to, here's a few documents, here's a few things, have a look over, have a read of it. And now she's on, on fire. It's, it's like she can't believe that she, she hasn't seen this for years and years. But It took her 15 years of listening to me to actually wake up, but at least she woke up. But she's now kicking herself. She's in her late 40s and she can't understand how she didn't see it back then, even though I've been telling her 15 years. It goes was just wasting your time. I mean,
1: uh, that's a beautiful, beautiful, story, and I want to share a similar story. I was uh, mm-hmm. at at the beach here in Sitka with with my family uh, probably ten days ago or so, and uh, there was a, a woman, an older Native Alaska woman, there sitting, uh, looking at, it looked to me like watching a movie on her phone while her kids and grandkids were playing in the water. And I said, "You watching a movie?" and 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 she said, "Yeah," and and somehow uh, sh- she she asked me how my job was going. And I said, I was fired. I was fired like over a year ago. And we, we worked in neighboring buildings, but she did, she did not hear that I was fired. I explained to her how I got fired, why I got fired. And she said, well, I'm not getting the vaccine. And, and I will say that I, in my, my uh, stereotypical thinking, I had judged her to be a person that would be the last person on earth that would be awake. I thought that she, she would have been one of these people that would have rolled up her sleeve a long time ago. But she said, no, no, I've been, I've been studying too much. I'm reading too much. And, and she mentioned Bill Gates. She mentioned all sorts of things, things that I was just barely hearing on the side. And I my, was blown away because my, my prejudice kept me from talking to a woman who might have been open to listening to me because I didn't believe she was capable of hearing me. And I said to her, "What, what allowed you to be able to go down this road and see these things that that we're not allowed to see, and these things that we're not allowed to talk about?" And she said, "The kids that came into the the place where we were working, we worked at an experience uh, residential experiential based therapy program for for kids struggling with uh, substance abuse." And and she said, "Well, the kids kept talking about Illuminati, Illuminati, Illuminati. They were all mentioning that." She says, "So I got on the internet and I looked it up." And she said, that led me to this, this led me to that, that led me to this. And from that, she, as of uh, yesterday, yesterday was a deadline where you either had to have the vaccine or or get fired or have an exemption. And, and as of yesterday, you know, that's where, it, that's where it was hanging. I haven't heard the result yet for her. So your story complements my story where we, we sometimes think people just don't wake up. And that's just not true. It all happens in its own time, in its own way. And we just have to, again, accept the things we cannot change and and have the courage to change the things that we can.
5: Exactly. Yeah. No, I totally agree with with that as well. And um, I want to touch on a small bit with the, I'm always curious to why people write books, but particular topics that they go for. And you've obviously started with, with Monsanto and then you went on to the, the jab after that. What kind of led you down the path of saying, I actually need to go as far as not just research, but I need to actually actually write a book on this itself what led you really down that path in the first place of taking taking on the book
1: well with monsanto uh my son when he was probably 12 or 13 years old we had shown him a video of a a girl 18 year old girl who had run across the united states and he got he got that in his head and he says i want to do that and by the time he was 15 he still hadn't dropped it he said dad i really want to do that so so my wife chris and i uh Sat him down one day and said, "You need to realize what this means. I mean, this is this is no small thing." And and so we gave him the, the weekend to think about it. And he says, "Yeah, I want to do this." And of course, even that was not enough. As parents, it was not responsible. We should have said, "You need to run twenty miles a day for a week before we we commit to this, so you really know what we're talking about." But anyway, we he he said yes. So. Uh, I was at a place at that point where I was extremely frustrated with, with GMOs and Monsanto, everything I'd been reading about and the laws that were being passed in the United States and, and around the world. And so I said, if I'm going to do this, I want it to matter, not just for us, but I want it to matter for the world. So that prompted me to write my first Monsanto book, We're, we're Monsanto, and to run across the country on a GMO-free USA platform. My pers- I've always been interested in health. I've always been interested in trying to protect my children from from uh, poisons, from toxins, from evil people. And so just because of the way I'm wired, that's the path that I chose. When we were running across the country, we met several parents who had kids with autism. and, And I had read enough and seen enough and heard enough to say, do you think it was connected to vaccines? And most of them said, yes, they could name the vaccine, they could name the event and they could say exactly what happened. And then that, we got, we finished the race in July, or the run in July 2019, excuse me, July 2014. And it was the next month, August 2014, when William Thompson, the CDC whistleblower, came out and said that he and his, his colleagues had had a garbage can party at the CDC, and, and they had destroyed the evidence, showing their very own research, showing that the MMR vaccine and, and autism fit together uh, very nicely as much as they, they try to deny it. There it is, they had the evidence and they did their best to destroy it. So, and then I go back to work, to the same place and they just instituted the, the mandatory flu jab. So all of those, and at the same time, my, my oldest daughter was pregnant uh, with her first and, and so I was thinking, uh, this is getting real now. Uh, my daughter was raised in a world, both in a church culture And in the American medical culture that says vaccines are safe and effective vaccines, save the world and all of that nonsense. And so I was highly motivated to research and, and put out something as quickly as I could to help protect my children as they protect their children. And, uh, and it was, it was, we had some awkward, difficult conversations and, and I'm very pleased with the outcome. I'll just leave it at that. But, uh, Uh, that's, that's what prompted me to, to do the things that I do because of the way I'm wired. You know, there's not a lot of people that do this sort of thing. It's, uh, it's, it's who I am and, uh, I'm glad I'm able to do it. I'm glad I'm I'm able to live in an era where I have a computer to, to write and where I'm able to get on the internet and talk as, as I'm doing now with all of you. This is, it's a wonderful time to be alive, even though we see so clearly, uh, how, how, Great, the evil is and what the plans are. It's I would I would never want to live in any other time where I don't have access to this information because I it would be much harder for me personally to live in that world.
5: Yeah, I second that. Also, is that uh, yeah, what a time to be around, and I wouldn't change it for anything. As well as the, as negative and doom and loom, as people said, I know some people. Every individual is a different circumstance with losing businesses and different things going on as well. But yeah. I'm I'm glad I'm around for this actually era because it is the you know as I often said, you know Klaus Schwab wants the the great reset, but we're giving him the great awakening. So and it's it's going to be true to. The people not any leaders not any government or politicians because we know they've failed us for as long as they've been around but just to some people has been more and more evidence in the last you know year year and a half yes. um in monsanto as well they've obviously been around for decades and decades are probably the best part of a century or so um how far do you think they have since you've actually wrote wrote the books you've wrote a number of years back how far do you've actually how far have they escalated in those in those few years alone and especially with the you know the COVID scam, the cover that's there as well for for boosting on things because you, you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier in the conversation where I believe the question was asked is, is I think it was Hartmut asking the question of the ties between the, the the pharmaceutical or the chemical industry and actually what's what's going on here as well at the moment and um, they're they're connected for a very good reason because of the obviously the they want more and more synthetic uh, food on the market. Not just right. from the, the injection, of course, but the synthetic stuff this in the injection as well. And there's, there's loads of stuff to go through in that alone. But because obviously the end goal from what I've done and, and all this Rockefeller insider research and different things that's passed in papers have been coming on more and more the agendas, they pretty much tell you what they're doing. You just have to know where to look for it. Yes. There's no magic wand. There's no crystal ball. Yes. Um, So they want, obviously, to to change the human is part of it. You know, the transhumanism, the, the synthetic biological human 2.0 is what they want going down the road in time that doesn't mean it has to happen but that's the agenda that they actually want to move forward with and that, that that's why it makes more sense they're involved because the same people are behind this scam they're the same people behind the you know the, the man-made global warming hoax as well they're the same people they're all they're all connected when you go back to the core of this who's controlling the whole system and and what people said earlier is definitely not the politicians um because they might a very a small might have changed these things if they were actually in control but as we know they're 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 not in control of uh anything at all but has it escalated I mean massively have you noticed that or have you been kind of going down that rabbit hole or is it mainly on the jab situation you've been recently in instead of the Monsanto rabbit hole because I see being really ramped up in the last year and a half it's coming to the forefront even though they've been around for decades and decades coming to the (coughs) forefront more and more I feel in the last since this uh COVID nonsense has come around I
1: I personally believe that that COVID is the uh is the uh the psyop that they are using to elevate this to the next level. We we've all known that that they're operating in the, in the background. But wh- if Klaus Schwab can come out a, out with a book called COVID, the great COVID and the Great Reset, and if you can go to the World Economic Forum and see that their their global strategic whatchamacallit, where where they have all these the network of things, and it all starts from COVID you can see that that's the way they're framing it. COVID is the psyop that they're using to, to launch everything else. And you know that this, this has been planned out for decades. And so they're they're now coming more and more out into the open. And uh, with Klaus Schwab's book, he, they come right out. Although, it, although it's all lies, the way they frame it, they say COVID is the problem and, and the Great Reset is going to be the solution. But in fact, COVID is their solution and 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 it, it, to allow them to commit this this global heist, this global holocaust, to uh, allow them to live in the world that they want to live in. As for for AI and, and transhumanism, I I personally think as as I think with GMOs, the scientists don't have the least idea what they're doing when they start tinkering with the stuff of life. I don't think that uh, these people are even close to being able to create these these cyborgs or, or whatever sort of thing. We are far more complex than machines, and the technology is not even close to allow them to do what they say they want to do. I, I think that's a, a bunch of fantasy. I don't know whether they believe it or not, but but the fact is they they are uh, working to destroy humanity as it now exists, and, and that's good enough to be aware of that.
5: Yeah, I mean, everything as a whole, they're trying to destroy the, the family, the, the procreation, I mean, in every form popular through the injections, everything they're trying to do leads back to genocide forward slash uh, depopulation, which which is nothing new either, since COVID no. didn't, bring, didn't bring that around, that's been going on for centuries and centuries, that's a an old trick of divide and conquer and, and you know and set the masses off against each other plus the other stuff put into the mix besides the food and the water and everything being contaminated as well via the gmos the, you know the air we breathe in every every angle they've they've tried for a long long time to um to get at us but yeah the the, 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 the
3: oops
0: oops something happened Why? Well, i'm sure he'll be back but for the meantime, I have a, another, uh, another question for you, Brett. Since we all mentioned about indoctrination and other things, oh, let's see. I think uh, I'm trying to get him in, okay? Well, anyway, w- what do you think about the educational system current on? Because I was in a meeting in with the Zoom meeting where there were two rabbis, ministers, and imams, and the whole topic is about, um, religious exemption for the jab. And the one comment there that seems like to be in the university is more harmful than to get the jab. Any thoughts on that?
1: To be in the what did you say?
0: To, To go to school, to go to the university and get a degree is more harmful with the way indoctrination is happening than getting the jab.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's getting to where you have to question whether getting a university degree is, is better than not getting one. It's always been a question of economics. And lately, the, the economics of getting a, a degree is questionable. But now with the indoctrination uh, with such that it is, it, it's absolutely dangerous to be in school. I, I listened to a podcast the other day with uh, Bobby Kennedy and, and a young woman, who was attending a religious uh, school religious university and she was trying to get a religious exemption mm-hmm. to to the vaccine so that she could attend her own graduation and the her description of, of her experience was absolutely horrifying because we're talking about a religious organization that supposedly has some sort of connection with god and spirituality and 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 the the beauty of the human Temple, and yet she said that she she was uh, bullied and harassed by her peers, by her teachers, and by administration in in a most cruel way, and and eventually, because she was smart and she she knew the law, she was able to to get the school to change the policy, stating that she could attend her own graduation with her family, but it came at a great cost, uh, societal cost. Uh, in in terms of, of the way she was uh, hated and discriminated against in this uh, institution where you would expect it to be a little more enlightened and so yeah it, it's it's just another it's just you know going to college is another part of participating in in society and anytime now that we're participating in society we're, we're also society or these these institutions, have all been forced to adopt the narrative, whether that's elementary school where all the kids are wearing the mask. And I see little kids wearing masks now when they're not in school, when no one else is wearing masks. I see children continue to wear the mask because they, they, they don't have a broader background for them. Wearing a mask is the new normal. Of course, it's the new abnormal, but for them, it is normal. For them, they think it is good and necessary to wear this thing. So going to college, we have kids that are absolutely being indoctrinated, and uh, it's frightening. It's very frightening because uh, they're they're being uh, trained to go along with the agenda of uh, of the left and the liberals and and the World Economic Forum and all of the things that that train them to be good global citizens, which which is exactly the wrong kind of citizen we want to be right now.
0: And and this, I have another question that's always bugging my, my you know, my thought is like, have you, in your study, in writing your book, have you come across any studies that correlates the increasing or the resurgence or increasing um, gender issues? And in terms of the, whatever they're putting, all the, you know, tissues that they put in the in the different types of vaccines that all these kids have grown into, so I yeah. don't know if you have this. That,
1: yes, there, there's lots of research out there, and it's we're really not allowed to talk about it. Uh, you know, if, uh, according to the the official uh, uh, LGBTQ narrative, uh, you know, we are to celebrate these differences, but on a on a scientific medical level, we know that whether you're you're dumping atrazine or or something else in the water and these all these frogs are turning into the opposite gender or or uh, and and we end up participating in the same we in intake the same poisons and we we now know that there's both male and female dna in many of the vaccines and what do we know about what that might do to people how that's going to bend genders and, and erase genders, genders we know that that uh, testosterone levels are down over 50% from 30 or 40 or 50 years ago. We know that anatomically, we know that little boys anatomically are changing. Mm -hmm. They are less male Mm -hmm. than they used to be. So yeah, there's all sorts of things that are happening that, that are documented, it's physical, it's real. We can see it, we can measure it, we know the differences. So obviously, gender confusion is going to be increasing. It's uh, that's a scientific fact. That's that's not not subject to debate. You
0: no, know, thank you so much. That's why in our group, as Roy said, we like studying about common law. Because yesterday I attended a meeting with a board of education, and there were parents there. And all the board of education can say is governor so and so said this, governor so and so. So I said we really have to hone our our skills to be able to respond to them in in the common law order. Uh, So uh, Steve, Roy, any of you have uh, one or two questions and then I will give it to Brett for any more information or wisdom. Oh, Steve, are you talking? Steve, you're muted.
3: (laughs) Oh, I was gonna say, I'm okay. Um, You know, I think it's a good time to close. We covered a lot of stuff and it was a great conversation.
0: Oh, Brett, yeah, yeah. yeah Brett, anything doing. more that you want to share other than you know, your book and the website? And and thank you so much, yeah. Brett.
1: I just want to say thank you. Thank uh, thank you for the work that you're doing. I, you know, I, I'm here as, as the the special honored guest, but, but, but the fact is, I, I think all of you are doing far more than I am. Uh, and, and that's, that's, that's okay. I think we all do what we can do within our own worlds and within our own realities. And, and I'm trying hard to, to be a voice. And, and it's obvious that you are out there far more on the airwaves than I am. And I just think it's a, it's a beautiful time to be alive. It's, we were born in this time for a reason. We were, we were born to fulfill a mission, to, to fulfill a purpose at this time. And it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's, I don't know how how things are going to turn out. I can't predict the future, but uh, regardless of, of any of that, it, it's a privilege to be alive now. It's a privilege to have a voice. It's a privilege to to do the work that we're doing. Regardless of the outcome, this is a time to to find joy in in the fact that this this is our time to to live. This is our time. Our hearts are beating. Our minds, our minds are thinking. It's a great thing to be alive and to be able to speak with you and to do the work we're doing.
0: Thank you again, and uh, to our audience, thank you so much. If you like it, please share, and uh, whatever you guys are doing to help in the movement, because as Brett is saying, all of us are doing whatever we can do to, to change the paradigm. This, And I know parents in New Jersey, they're just meeting here and there. They're getting more brave for the children. And thank you, and in my language, I say, Mabalos. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Grace. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.